listening to From the Pink Seats Podcast of the State of Louisville Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Jacob Lane, Matt McGavin, and Vince LaCoco. Where were you on November 22nd, 2014? You're Ray Bonifon. You were up in South Bend, Indiana, owning the Irish. First time in program history for Louisville football. And here we are almost nine years ago. It seems like that's freaking forever ago. Louisville looks for their first win this weekend against Notre Dame since that game. And uh, we've got the man here tonight. Seven joins now. Reggie Bonifant, second time joining from the Pink Seats podcast. We said years ago, the next time Louisville played Notre Dame, that we would do this. And here we are making it happen. Just a couple of days away from Louisville football, sold out crowd against the Irish. Reggie, how are you, my friend? It's great to see you. What's up, guys? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad that glad to be on and join you guys again. It's always a pleasure. Of course, man. It's it's great to to get to chat with you. And um, as before, we get in here and start talking football. You know, obviously, I know outside of the game, man, you got got a family and everything going on. How's how's life and everything going for you since the last time we spoke? Man, it's going it's going great, man. Uh, you know, my wife and I have uh, just welcomed home our uh, second child, and uh, we we also have a a baby girl who's just nearing nearing two, and then we have a, a two month old. So. Uh, things couldn't be better. Uh, being a father and being a husband, I think it's a uh, it's a it's a great it's a great deal and great title to have. Makes me feel so old. <laughs> I'm so old now. It always cracks me up because every time, especially uh, even gearing up for to talk with you guys, I always find it funny because Vince, uh, we've been knowing each other for so long. To to now like him see me in fatherhood and stuff like that, I'm sure I get a kick out of it seeing his reaction. I'm sure he gets a kick out of seeing uh, me, bro. Bro, it brings me it brings me so much joy just you know knowing your pops and seeing you as a father now and how you are and how I know you are with your kids. Yeah, uh, that's what makes me smile the most and what you know makes me yeah laugh and you know just smile, bro. Couldn't be happier for the two of you. Man, I appreciate it, bro. It's all love. All. Yeah. And I bet being a, a father of two is probably one of the few things that are better than beating Notre Dame at home, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everything everything happens for a reason, right? And I, I was thinking about it, too. I'm like, man, you know what? All those reps and doing the two-minute drill paid off, right? Not yeah. having to down. <laughs> it's a lot of fast-paced movement, you know, a lot of, a lot of clock stoppages. And, uh, you know – in very short amount of time to get something done. So, well, I'm sure like the communication skills, you know, it has to be on point. I'm sure the oh, two of you have your own hand signals and everything worked out, and you're good to oh, go. Yeah, yeah, we got our signal, we got our signal, we got a hand signal, we got silent counts, we got it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. I mean, it's look, it's one thing to have sixty five thousand people screaming at you, but when you got two toddlers wanting your attention at the same time, and it's it's everyone is screaming at you in the entire world in that moment, the way that it. But fantastic to see see both of the kids, man. Congratulations to you. Give us a little bit on uh, an update on the football life but well, i know that uh, this season i know that you had signed up with the commanders early in january but how did the year end up shaking out what's what's ahead on the football radar for you yeah man um so you know with the the football situation i think our special guest is gonna take it take it uh, there you go there you go, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> handoff still looks good man there we the go. form is still there you gotta look it in right that's right <laughs> yeah man as far as football situation man you know um so, yeah, I had spent four years uh, playing in Carolina, right? And uh, I was just speaking with somebody about this uh, not too long ago. Uh, for me and just my career, how I approached everything, I've, I've uh, come to realize I've been a pretty loyal guy, right? 
And uh, all through Little League, played for the same Little League from age of seven to, what, 13, 12 or something like that. And then Trinity, of course. So um, Louisville as well, right? So I get to the NFL. I'm with Carolina for four years. Uh, there's a lot of uh, different changes and things as far as uh, upper management, ownership, things of that nature, coaches that, um, you know, I took it upon myself to 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 step outside of my comfort zone, right? And uh, decided to move my family and I to uh, Washington to explore a new opportunity. Um, you know, I thought I gave it my best effort, um, of course. Um, things just didn't work out. You know, it's, it's, it's football and then there's a business side of it too, right? And uh, me being a, a, a veteran guy, um, you know, cost comes into play and I'm a little bit more expensive than a guy that's, you know, fresh coming out of college uh, in the same position that I was in, you know, just a few years prior to that. Right. So I understood what came with it. Um, they decided to go a different route. Uh, went the whole season last year uh, as a free agent. And believe it or not, uh, January 4th happens to be my birthday. I get a call from my agent thinking he's wishing me a happy birthday. And it, uh, it's him telling me that Washington wants to bring me back for the last game of the season. <laughs> that's, the a hell of a, that's a hell of a birthday present right there. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So all, all the all the birthday festivities, unfortunately, came to an abrupt end pretty quickly. I had to <laughs> jump on a flight that same day. Um, and yeah, I finished, finished, played that game, uh, had a few carries to finish out that game. And, uh, you know, along with like we were just uh, talking about having a family now, uh, being married. Um, and obviously a little tread on my on my tires as far as uh, playing playing in the league at such a rigorous position. Um, you know, I I, I kind of saw it as uh, being a good opportunity to kind of transition it when their life uh, was next for me, right? Um, you know, it's never easy to kind of transition away from the game, and I know that. And you know, it's, football has been something I've done since I was five, right? So I'm 27 right now. Uh, turning 28 at the beginning of the year. So I said, why not be uncomfortable and, uh, you know, set myself up and my family for for what's next and to be able to chase these little guys around once they get a little older, right? So uh, <laughs> trying to put all that in consideration, I, I felt like it would be a good time to step out and, and uh, learn more about myself and kind of, you know, put the cleats to the side and, and find out a little bit more about Reggie and, and what he has to offer. Yeah, it was always Chris Morgan always told us he's like you're never defined never defined by your sport, never defined by you know yourself being a football player, but uh you know it's different whenever you step outside and you you know you're finally faced with that reality of I'm not a football player anymore. Like yeah. what the hell do I do now? You know? So we we always wish you the best of luck over here on this end for always. that. I and mean, I doubt you're going to you're Reggie Bonifon. You you're not gonna have any struggles, man. Come on now, hey, you figure hey. it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And ultimately, that's I, I, what I've learned to realize is, is simply that everybody figures it out. You know, um, not to say that it's not hard or uncomfortable or um, you know different, but you know, accepting and facing those challenges, just like I've done on the field, um, I know that I can you know learn learn a lot from the experiences I've had in the past and be optimistic of what's ahead for me in the future. Thought about getting on to the uh, coaching side of things now that the playing career is is in the rear view mirror? Yeah, man. Actually, uh, been I've been exploring that, uh, reaching out to, you know, former former coaches and uh, people who, who are in that industry and in that space, right? And uh, even kind of reflecting on my my journey as, as a player and understanding that I have a unique experience in uh, playing multiple positions and kind of seeing the game a lot different than – 
what you would normally uh, come across. So I, I also understand and want to give that give that um, expertise, so to say, to the next uh, wave of talent in whichever way I can. And uh, just last weekend, um, I didn't necessarily tweet it out or anything like that. Just, I guess, the type of guy I am and, and the opportunity. But I had the opportunity to drive up to Raleigh uh, just last week, the night before the game, and, uh, you know, share a little thoughts and uh, my experiences in my career with the team prior to them playing against NC State. And just even that and being in that environment was really cool. And I uh, never had the opportunity to speak in front of a college team, especially during the season. So, right, yeah, you know, shout out to Coach Brown for even opening up that door, especially with them having a little success. And they had me a little nervous. I was, you know, when they when they were having a little tough time during the game, I'm like, man, I'm never gonna be able to. Coach Brown, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna open the door back up if I if I jinxed it, right? So, uh, luckily, you know, they pulled it through. But uh, yeah, it was it was an awesome opportunity to uh, share a little bit with them about you know, the ups and downs of my career and, and giving them uh, some hope to, to you know, what's ahead, but also uh, letting them know that the opportunities they have in front of them right now, right, and taking full advantage of it too. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really exploring that, you know, uh, seeing, seeing what makes sense. And uh, I'm definitely uh, well aware of the fact that I can't just turn my back on the game that, that taught me so much. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not that easy. <laughs> 100%. So I'm still figuring it out, but I have definitely uh, reached out to some individuals that uh, definitely want to help me along that journey for sure. Well, get the band back together. Travis Wright's already over there at Trinity, you know. I know, right? You yeah. get D-Doc over there. You can get Quick over there. And, I mean, y'all can just have a nice little coaching staff and just run run up the score on everybody again. Yeah, man. Just and bully everybody. Not, yeah, we've, we've been in some conversations, you know. I think everybody's kind of, um, you know, coming coming back and, and realizing that um, – it's our it's our duty to give back to the game, right, and help help this next generation of of, of athletes, and you know share our experiences and our journeys, and um, helping helping the next next wave of talent, um, you know, navigate that journey because it's it's a lot of ups and downs, and if you can learn from somebody else along that way, man, I know it can help a lot. Well, let's talk a little Louisville football. What are just your general thoughts? What has it been like uh, this year with Jeff Brom coming in, uh, watching them from a distance, and uh, just w- what's that been like for you overall, watching them go five and zero for the first time since uh, the year before you came to campus? Yeah, man, uh, it's it's been great. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm as ecstatic about obviously uh, Coach Brown being there as everybody else, right? And just um, even even my thoughts and. Uh, what I share with the team, I don't even think they kind of understand the magnitude of who he was as a player and then him circling back and his success as a coach to, to, to make it back home too. Right. And, uh, you know, I think, I think it's awesome, man, just to even being around the team in that, in that environment just last week and uh, feeling out the energy and, you know, they, they, they have such a calm confidence about them. Right. They have a good time. Uh, you know, they're joking and laughing, but when it's time to be serious, they're serious. And obviously you can tell that through their play. So for me, man, I mean, from my perspective and, and what I've seen out there, it's been nothing short of what we expect when we look at Cardinal football, right? You know, it's, it's a lot of points being scored. It's exciting. You got explosive plays. Um, you got defense flying around, uh, making plays. You got special teams, you know, everybody's involved, including the fans, right? And, uh, you know, I think 
most importantly, I love to see our fans engaged and happy about the product that's being presented on the field and uh, bringing that liveliness to to the city. So, um, you know, with it being just five games in, I even said it, man, it feels like it's already been much longer than that just due to the excitement and everything that's uh, transpired and come along with Coach Brown making it back home. So, I, I, I mean, I can't even – I can go on and on about it, man, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> something that stands out to me is that yeah they, they like to joke and what I want like all college kids do but when when it's time to work they get to it I mean mm-hmm. you yourself have been on some pretty good teams and have seen your fair share of leaders now you you might not be in the locker room now but like what have you seen out of the guys now when it comes to like their leadership just because I mean you you can have all the talent in the world but if it's not coming together if it's not gelling you're not going to win anything. Like, what have you seen out of this team from like a leadership and a resolve standpoint? Yeah, man. So that's a great question, Matthew. I, for me, what what stood out to me and just just being able to be around the team for, um, as Vince knows, those those night meeting night meetings, uh, gearing up <laughs> for the game, right? Yeah. Uh, what stood out to me most was the great coaches that I've been 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 able to play under. Uh, put the responsibility of the team on the team, right? And and those captains or leaders, whoever, you know, orchestrate that or um, take take that role. And uh, time and time again, Coach Brown would always remind them of that, right? And I think sometimes um, you have, you know, coaches that have different philosophies and kind of want to um, have their thumbnail or their thumb on the pulse of the team and kind of dictate how the team operates as far as it, the heartbeat, so to say, right? But um, what I love about Coach Brom is, and even having, you know, teammates from high school that got the opportunity to play with them or guys that played in the NFL that that played with them in his programs at Purdue and Western, um, he get, he gives that he gives the team and those leaders on the team free reign to take a hold of the team and uh, be accountable in that being their team. You know, he obviously is the head coach and, and the leader of that group, but um, ultimately, he he's well aware of the fact that he doesn't go out there and make those plays, right? And when things get tough, he's not going to be the one to bring us bring us back out of it. I mean, he can call the best, <laughs> he can call the best plays and you know scheme up everything the X's and O's to the T, right? But you still have to go out there and do it. And those guys that are on the field um, have to have and know that they're the ones that make it happen or don't. So I think that that's the biggest thing for me. You always got to go out there and execute it. I mean, they they always say, you know, X, Y, and Z ain't walking through these doors to come and save you nowadays. X, Y, and Z ain't coming in here to, you know, whenever Lamar left, that was the big thing. Everybody, Lamar ain't coming in here to save the day. Yeah, I was definitely, man. For for me, last game, Reg, uh, it looked like Jack struggled a little bit picking up the blitz as well as offensive line. You being a former quarterback, what are some tips and things that you see pre-snap that could tell, okay, I might be getting pressure here. They might be faking a pressure here. Maybe it uh, is how heavy a guy is on his front foot or where safety is or something like that. So what are some of the keys that you would have looked for? Yeah, Vince, uh, that's a great question too. I I was just talking about this the other day with a buddy of mine. And, uh, you know, first off, the quarterback position is, I believe, the hardest position to play in sports, right? Uh, fullback's pretty tough. I was going to say, what about <laughs> fullback, man? You got to run through walls with your with your bare head. That, that that's a that's a that's a whole whole nother uh as far as the physical side, I agree. But as far as the you know the the processing that goes into it, I would say. 
Because at fullback, there's, there's not a lot of that, right? It's, it's, it's see what you. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Go hit. Go hit whatever we need you to hit. Right. Which <laughs> there which, it is. It's definitely very important. But um, <laughs> yeah, as far as quarterback, man, there's it's, it's so so much information that that needs to not only be uh, downloaded, right, and uh, processed at a, at a high high speed, but uh, you know, there's so many moving parts too, right? There's so many things that happen within a play that um, change the trajectory of what your thoughts are, how you progress through, through your reads. Um, so, I mean, I always, always took it as if, you know, first, first off, you want to recognize the safeties. You want to, you want to obviously identify where they are. And, um, you know, throughout the week, you have those telltale signs, but once again, once, once those, those bullets start flying, man, it's, uh, it's not always easy to kind of, gauge especially if it's something you're not expecting right you can think of it as chess right if you're playing somebody you're familiar with and you're expecting one move that they always bring right and they bring something else it might take a few moves to understand hey all right maybe they, they're doing this this is a different game plan this is something i wasn't expecting so there's a lot of a lot of that that goes into it too right oftentimes it's not it's not always a quarterback you know what i mean like i mean if we're being realistic right right <laughs> It's, like I said, it's chess. So sometimes it's a battle between the the masterminds behind it. Sometimes it's the offensive coordinator dueling with the defensive coordinator yeah. and having a chess match. But the players obviously take the the brief, you know, uh, criticism or what. Coach P, Coach P is going to blame the O line every time. It's never going to be quarterback's fault. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, can imagine, I can imagine as as a as an offensive coordinator having having those duels too, but. Um, Needless to say, it's, it's definitely not easy. I remember being in in that position, uh, and and it being tough, right? Recognizing some of these blitzes um, because they don't always appear to be as if they're blitzing. Right? Well, well, tell me about quarterbacks. They always talk about internal clocks. Like, mm-hmm. how do you like what? Like, do you have like a timer in your head for internal clockwise, or are you just like, oh shit, I see, I feel somebody about ready to hit me in my back. Like, I should be going right now. Yeah, man, it's it's delicate, right? I, I think it's just simply that, just more of a feel. Um, it's, it's those reps over and over again, just getting comfortable with with being in the midst of a a lot of chaos, right? It's it's pretty uh it's pretty hard to stand somewhere where you see roughly a ton of weight, <laughs> literally, you know, rushing at you and ready to you know hurt you in any way possible, but. Um, yeah, it's more of a feel. Um, I mean, I don't think guys have it figured out. And when when you do see guys figure it out, it almost becomes unfair, right? You're Patrick Mahomes, you're Aaron Rodgers, uh, your top tier tier quarterbacks. But uh, everybody else, I mean, I think that's a constant thing you have to work on because it's so instinctive. It's so it's, it's such a feeling type of deal. You got to like really feel through it. That was something I never felt like I was. Um, too quick to uh, recognize, right? I, I was sitting there and, and chill and think I had all day like we were at seven on seven. So uh, maybe I have a soft spot for the quarterbacks in, in that regard because not only am I I'm, am I an armchair quarterback now, but I've actually played quarterback enough to know that that's actually really hard. So I always, you know, see guys struggling and kind of have a little bit of empathy towards them because I've struggled and I've also had success. So a lot of preparation that goes into it can kind of help, but nonetheless, I mean, you're going to struggle at some point at that position, just given, given the, uh, 
nature of the game. Sure. With that being the case, I want to ask you this question before we start talking a little bit about Notre Dame and get you out of here to go back. I'm sure your wife wants wants Daddy Reggie to come back to take care of the kids now so she can have a break too. My wife has already knocked on the door once to remind yeah. me that we need to get going here time-wise. But if you had one more year of eligibility to play, right, yeah. knowing that you played multiple positions and Jeff Brom said, all right, man, I'm letting you play whatever spot you want. You're a starter day one. What spot are you going to start in for that Jeff Brom offense? You know what? I, I – you know, uh, that is a great question. And ultimately, looking back on it, part of me would like want to say, hey, I want to I want to play quarterback again. But um, I, I think, you know, that's a part of me that wants to do that. But I think uh, just having a conversation with Coach Brown, believe it or not, and I, and I don't think I embraced this role until much later in my career. But uh, it's, this might be the cliche answer, but. I think he would give me the reins to actually do all of them. And I think that would be pretty dope, right? Yeah. I, obviously, you I have had, too much fun. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, who, who wouldn't want to, like, be the backyard football player but at the highest level in D, Division One, you know? And, and granted, I kind of did that over the course of my career. But uh, to do that in, like, one season and, like, you know, maybe go from one position to the next one or the next one, like, three downs, I think it would be like super cool and like I don't think anybody's ever done that. Oh my god! Yeah, I think Coach Brown's a little bit more open-minded enough to like maybe even pull that off, right? So, yeah. Well, at that, the end of the day, all you'd have to do is sell Oscar on it, and then Oscar would put the bug in his ear and he <laughs> run it at the Brown flag. Oscar pole. loves you, you know. I mean, that that is my guy. We were uh, we were reminiscing about uh, my senior year at Trinity and. Uh, being being my quarterback coach, coach Oscar uh, Brom, and uh, just sharing some of those experiences, and uh, man, we had a great time. That's that's my guy for sure. Yeah, he he'd have you running some like wildcat triple option offense with all the all the positions you can play. <laughs> well, definitely, was well, definitely for sure. So yeah, man, I I think uh I think I want to do all of them, man, just because I, I hadn't got a chance to play in his uh system. I love it so much that I, I feel like I would want to make a play at every. Uh, position I've ever played in in his offense because it's so electrifying and so explosive. So for sure. Well, let's talk about Notre Dame here. Big game Saturday, obviously talk of the town. Now that we're through NC State, we don't have to worry about talking too much about Notre Dame and worrying people on on Twitter about it. God forbid Reggie tries to sell some shirts, man. I know. Man, right. Reggie, hey, hey, even you got to chill out. Wait till next week when Louisville hey, plays man. him. Uh, but in, in all seriousness, this is – Big big game for Louisville for a number of reasons, right? They're now ranked for the first time in, in several years, uh, right? No, we didn't, there was no ranking in 2022, uh, was there? In 2020, I don't think so. Just, it's not like just, uh, just the college football playoff, but not the AP or the coaches. Okay, so it's been a little bit of time. Uh, Notre Dame comes in here uh, on a great role here um, and really looking like a team that could make some noise. Big win over Duke. Vince still not impressed with Duke. Like, get yeah. a real football team. It's just a basketball team out there playing football. <laughs> I mean, we all know it. So this weekend, first sold-out crowd in a long time. It's going to be incredible to see, like, the parts of the stadium that have always been empty-filled. Like, oh, that's what that actually looks like. Right. Uh, but this game holds significance with you for a ton of reasons. But really, it's one of the big wins in program history, um, talking about going to South Bend and pulling that off. And we talked a lot about this when you came on the show a few years ago, and I would encourage you all to just scroll back. It won't take too long, maybe like five, six scrolls, and you'll find the interview from a couple years ago. 
but you talked in depth about that night and that game and traveling into South Bend. And it's so weird how you have to go in through the tolls. And like, it's just like you're in this random like Ozark like city that comes out of nowhere or something. Uh, I didn't really know about that. I mean, I've been, but I didn't really experience it until I went earlier this year as an, as an adult. When I went, I was like a teenager and it's, it's just incredibly overwhelming when you get into campus, how beautiful it is. But Take us back to the days leading up to that game, how you felt like what was going through your mind as you prepared to take on, you know, one of the greats of college football. I'm sure you watched, you know, growing up, watched the movies and saw Notre Dame and being from Louisville. A lot of Notre Dame fans are, you know, around here. So I'm sure you're familiar with it. But what was that like for you? Yeah, man. Well, believe it or not, I I, I was a fan of Rudy, but I think I was a. Uh... I was a bit naive as far as the severity of, of the importance of that game going into it, which I think helped me in the long run. But um, yeah, leading up to that, as far as the I love coach, that, I was just, I didn't know. So it didn't really impact yeah. me. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the honesty. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, uh, yeah. yeah, man. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm being honest. I'm being candid, candid honesty here. But, love uh, it. Yeah. Believe it or not, uh, the, the preparation uh, going into that week, uh, I had, uh, I had been through some ups and downs throughout that season, right? Just as, let's just say, like on the field, and um, you know, I had had success, I had some struggles. I was I was kind of coming off a good performance uh, against Boston College, and uh, you know, I had learned a lot, right? I had played a little bit, I had sat down, I had played again, and uh, you know, I think that was the moment to where everything kind of came together for me. Uh, I had a like I said, a great week of practice, and I think that's what is important about anything right is the preparing right and uh so that 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 allowed me to come into the game with with a bit of confidence and uh obviously our game plan of what we were going to do and uh yeah i mean also leading into it uh before my dad had passed away that was like one of the games that he circled on on the on the schedule so um you know it was it was cool to, to the fact that i was actually going to be playing in it and uh obviously remembering him uh, so yeah, I mean, going into it, man, it was magical, right? Um, uh, just preparing for this, I kind of just look back on some of those like old interviews and stuff, uh, pre like pre, um, pre-game leading into the game of the week, as far as you're talking about the preparation and then obviously post-game and, uh, yeah, man, like once again, I didn't, I didn't understand how big of a deal it was. And, uh, I was just going out there ready to, you know, prove myself, uh, trying to bounce back from some you know, lackluster performances. And, uh, you know, just here recently, I even looked at the stats. I was like, damn, I played a shitty game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So luckily everybody's not worried about the stat line. We just, you know, have more points than them at the end. But uh, yeah, man, it, it was magical. And, and it's really cool um, to, uh, you know, still see the excitement that people have and hear, hear those stories that, you know, of where people were or, uh, what they were doing or you know like I think that's that's what makes it so special to me now uh more than anything have you rewatched it have you gone back and watched the game or watched like the you know the post game with like you running off the field like that Joe Namath Louisville type moment like oh, have you gone nice. back and and re like felt those emotions watching it rather than being in it yeah actually uh so uh the Joe Namath uh, uh video that you say uh yeah I, I see i see that mm -hmm. uh if anything uh a lot um i haven't ne necessarily watched sat down and watched the full game i don't think obviously after maybe film or something like that 
but uh, since I haven't, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm always reminded of it in, in subtle ways or uh, things of that nature. At some point, I'm sure when my kids are a little older or something, I'll be a washed up dad and want to show them what dad used to do in college, right? No, so, this is going to be as soon as they try and start talking some shit on you. Whenever you're old, can't run around with them anymore. Yeah. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Turn this one on. Have any of y'all went to South Bend and beat them? Yeah. No. Yeah, man. So I feel like, uh, you know, that that'll be something. But like I said, it's just always cool every time we play them. I kind of understand maybe like, let's say uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, for example, me and my wife always used to joke about like when he got passed up in the uh, I, I'm, I'm surely not going to be this way. I'll be excited. But I just understand as far as like record record holders. Right. And I feel like in, in a sense, because we haven't won or beat them since. It almost seems as if like I'm holding some like record or something. Yeah, like- you're just you're Will Chamberlain holding the hundred sign right now. Right, like right, you're right, one right. and zero. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and there's no game film. All we see is this picture he has behind him. Right. That's all I ever see. <laughs> so I understand, you know, and and what obviously I want us to to crush them Saturday, but it seems like every time we don't win, but the allure of that game just gets bigger and bigger, right? So um, I, I just always think that's interesting for sure. But I really hope that, you know, this would be the second time we beat them on Saturday. So, for sure. Are you going to be uh, on the sideline for early game on Saturday in case they do win? You know what? It's just because you guys are my are, are, are real near and dear to my heart, right? I, I'm always – I tell myself now, like, every time I get in the media, I, I like to uh, bring some value. So, I guess we can make a uh, announcement, right? To, wow. To, breaking to, news. Yeah, breaking, breaking news. Okay. Breaking news, right? So – uh, I will. I will be uh, setting off the horn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Finally. Yeah. You gotta I'm, like jump yeah. on that thing, full like plank, like get your feet off the ground. Like, I've I've studied how this has been done for a while because okay. I'm not a huge fan of the horn, but okay. there is an art to it. Yeah. Because the button doesn't correspond with the noise, so you just got to go all in on pushing the button. Like you got to get everybody hyped too. Right? Yeah, you, you yes, just you got like, hey, hey, I'm ready. Yeah. Good to see you guys. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, yeah. man. With some emotion too. Don't just throw the arms yeah. up. Like, well, jump to like almost like a like a like you're jumping on you know the the box jumps like box jump on this yeah. thing. Like oh, let's wait. just see <laughs> full on athleticism. Reggie Bonifant jumps on the train horn to start the game. Like that's what look, take. I mean, shit, dude, rip the shirt off, swinging around like you're in North Carolina with Petey Pablo. Let's go, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, man. That's, that's what why. you are now, bro. You're the old man fun alumni guy. That's, well, what, that's what you are. And that's why I wanted to drop it because I needed I needed that I needed that wisdom and that you know I needed to get coached up about it because I I'm not aware of of the horn I don't think we were doing that when when I was there so I I, I needed that feedback to to know what what I needed to do to 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 just set it off right it's I a know. big circle I mean it's pretty large you know yeah. it's not it's a two inch type of deal if you miss the circle I'm giving you hell I mean okay. it's it's pretty impossible but like if you do it. Yeah, I mean it's it. Po- it is possible. There's like a one percent chance that you and miss. I, and I had got yeah. some. Uh, I had got some tips from uh, Dion Branch, who mm-hmm. uh, I guess famously jumped on it, and uh, I think he he was one of the people that belly flopped on it early. So uh, <laughs> I got I got a few tips from him. So I'm definitely gonna put something together to where you guys I, I come a, 
double back with you guys and, and make sure yeah. it was, it was I, have a th- I mean i have a theory that it doesn't even connect to the horn and that's no, like, yeah, no, they're no. pushing the button on no. the horn yeah no, they're mean, waiting yeah. for you so you got to give them like a fake yeah, one so pause, just to test. Like, yeah, take them out yeah <laughs> and be like oh, oh. <laughs> you're, you're not gonna have press the button and the horns are all going off at the background everyone's gonna realize it's not real yeah no, man it's, yeah. it's incredible so that way when card nation when you see reggie jump on that button with full force it's because he he heard it here first. That's uh, that's what I love, man. We need to get you like out in the front of the pink seat shirts, even though you're going to be wearing your own shirt, which is a great segue into the next question, which is it's further on down the list, but it's perfect now. I assume you'll be wearing the jersey, the sure hoodie, whatever you want it, the jer hoodie, whatever you want to call the phrase of the jersey shirt, hoodie, long sleeve shirt. Tell us a little bit about how cool it is when you're, you know, because you couldn't sell your jer- jersey legally, obviously, when you were in college. Yeah. Um, but what's it going to be like for you to see that seven in the stands, you know, in, in mass, you know, 20,000, 15,000 people wearing it, man, I, I think that's going to be the coolest thing ever, man. Uh, you know, jokingly, I say, um, uh, I just came in college at the, at the absolute wrong time because my freshman year, they stopped making the, the video game. And then mm. like two years after I left, they had the NIL, right? So I was I just came at a at a at a at a bad time as far as that's concerned. So uh nonetheless, like uh I think you know it's it's gonna be cool, man. Um not only for myself but for my family, uh for them to, for them to see that, um for my kids to at some point when they're older to see and appreciate it as well. I think it's uh really cool and uh yeah I'm excited about it man. Um you know, it means a lot. And uh, just just to know that, you know, I still have supporters and fans out there that are, that are still rep and uh, a knowledge of my time, you know, um, wearing the number seven, I think is a really, really cool deal. For me, I'm getting back on a little football question because I'm curious as the mind of a quarterback here, you know, us fullbacks, we're not very, you know, we're not the brightest guys, but uh, yeah. Sam Hartman. Through three interceptions last year at our stadium and one quarter, right, Matt? Was it and just one quarter and, and, and three more fumbles, too? So he technically had six turnovers. In exactly. Quarter. So you being a quarterback, knowing that coming back, different team, both teams are improved on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, what's in your mindset? You, you're probably like, oh, I'm going to go out there and I'm, you know, I'm going give to them, give them some payback. But yeah. in some sense, you got to be thinking about it, right? Yeah, most definitely. You know, um, you know, the candid answer is, you know, that's in the past, right? But um it's not. It's no, it's yeah, a hundred percent. So I I I feel like for him, uh that it, that'll be something that he's thought about already and uh something he's probably still currently maybe thinking about, maybe if it's not consciously, uh very much so subconsciously, right? So um yeah, I I hope that has a uh an effect on how he comes out and plays Saturday because I, I hope that he has his worst game of the year. And <laughs> he he turns the ball over seven times. This this, this and, I bet uh, it's like one of those things where you know he's got it posted over his locker and it's like <laughs> you know the motivation for the week or whatever. Like my interceptions and my fumbles and yeah, man. You know, I hope he just comes out and just yeah, shaky I, legs. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, kind of building off that question, actually. Have you ever had something like that happen to you where, like, the previous game you played at a certain location, you played, like, absolute shit, and then you come back, like, another <laughs> season, and you're like, oh, gosh, like, I, I didn't have my best game last time. I better, you know, yeah. make sure I don't do that again. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, believe it or not, it has. Um, actually, it was uh, Lucas Oil Stadium 
Uh, so just kind of, yeah, referencing back. Uh, There's going, never good football played there, believe me. Yeah, no, hundred percent, right? I left a couple of touchdowns out there and everything, but uh, yeah. So actually, it was uh, at Trinity. Um, we were playing there, uh, playing receiver at the time. Literally dropped like a wide open touchdown. Uh, I think might have been on ESPN. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Yeah, y'all were on ESPN. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wide, o- wide open. Like, literally could have, like, backpedaled into the end zone from, like, 80 yards out and dropped the ball. And then, uh, luckily, he came back a few years later at Louisville. But, yeah, quite a, quite a bit of time. Uh, I think when we played Purdue, actually, against Coach Brown, uh, kind of felt like I redeemed myself, scored a couple of touchdowns and made made some good plays. Uh, yeah, you hurt that game. That fucking game. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Man, so that was rough. Yeah, and then uh going going to uh NFL, got to play there again and redeem myself. So never forgot that drop. But uh yeah, I, I would say Lucas Oil, uh one that comes to mind without without having to think hard for sure. Love All right, that. man. Love yeah, <laughs> I would imagine so. I think uh everybody does but Matt. Matt's a Colts fan, if that tells you anything. Uh yeah, so yeah. A lot of good football memories, though, uh, and hopefully this Saturday we're going to uh, have some more, you know, some of those foundational football memories for folks. Uh, Notre Dame is a big deal, regardless of whether they're in the ACC or not, whether they're a top 10 team like they are this year or they're unranked like they were when you all played them back in 2014. Those helmets are extremely significant to the landscape of college football, and it means something to beat them. And I don't say that to be, uh, you know, hyperbolic or to try to to blow smoke up anyone's ass, but it's a big deal to beat Notre Dame. Uh, and so to have Reggie in the house on Saturday is the juju, the momentum that we need at, for Cardinal for Cardinal Stadium for all of us, man. We need it. That's right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot encourage you enough, and I am habitually late to my seat. Like, that's kind of a thing about me that's uh, – as a fan, I get, you know, my my fan points taken away for that as I am habitually late to my seat. The beer's got to get – they got to be bought, man. It is what it is. But this weekend, uh, encourage you to be in your seat before kickoff to experience this moment with the rest of Card Nation and also with Reggie, somebody, you know, who played such an important role in, in a big game for Louisville football. Reggie, thank you so much for taking time out of your for your busy schedule to jump on with us, man. And hopefully we can connect this weekend. And hopefully we get a dub, man. That's what we need. You in the building. We need a dub, man. We need a dub, man. I, and I greatly appreciate it as always, guys. I always enjoy coming on and chopping it up with you guys for sure. Well, thank appreciate you so much. Reg. And look, you. It, it, it you may not get the shirt in time for the game this weekend, but you can forever rock the number seven jersey, hoodie, T-shirt, long sleeve shirt, baby onesie. See, I had to go on, black, Reggie. You know I'm not good with like whites and stains and food and <laughs> that, that whole thing. So <laughs> all good, man. The support awesome stuff, man. Appreciate it for sure. Well, safe travels to you. We'll see you this weekend. Uh, and good luck with the train horn, man. Just uh, like I said, go all out on pushing that thing. Much force as you got. Hundred percent. I would not disappoint. I would not. <laughs> Love to hear, man. We'll catch up soon. Appreciate it. All right, fellas. I appreciate you guys.